there, lollygaggers. We're back. Another week on tap. Another week on tap. You know, Smith, I don't know what's got you jumpy, but what's got me jumpy are, are you know, the, the stretch drive we have in, in baseball that is now turning into, into something that none of us really thought we would have just, a, a, what, a, a couple of weeks ago? I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's, this is weird. This is, nobody's happy here right now, right? Like, no. lollygagging, not, not a happy place to be. Not happy. Um, <laughs> kind of, kind of raised a bit, a bit rough around these parts of the last couple of weeks. <laughs> just, just a little bumpy. Uh, <laughs> that's one way of putting it. Just a little on the, the, the bumpy side. But we're going to, we're going to get into, into some of that. We also have football. Back on the docket because this is opening week of the NFL season. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but first, we are Lollygagging Sports. I am Bo Reed along with Samantha Bunn and Matthew Irby. Going to be talking some good old-fashioned baseball and football tonight. So uh, looking forward to that. So, uh, Samantha, how about you kick us off? What part of the baseball pin race would you like to tackle today? Oh, I don't want to discuss this at all, but it, it needs to be said. Like, look, just hi from Yale Central. I haven't been around these parts in a couple of weeks. Uh, we were off last week. So, hi, we're back. AL Central, we're still bad. Nothing has changed as a division. Still terrible. Um, still not decided fully. Um, I, you know, there's been some weirdness in between. Um, we, we weren't here for the great... Uh, waiver wire controversy, which <laughs> yeah. has proven to be a bit of a mixed bag for both the, the Guardians and the Twins, but we're still here, still alive. Uh, Guardians and Twins close out the season series. Guardians sit at six back as of Wednesday nights, which I don't know if there's a couple ways to look at it. I mean, six back is a pretty big hill to climb. Um, I, I think probably you needed to take two or three from the twins here. Um, bit disappointing, but uh, not quite dead yet, I guess is how I would put it. Um, mostly because the twins, I, I don't feel confident saying that the twins can keep it together for the next, what is it, 22 games. I just don't feel confident in that. So, you know, I think in about a week we're going to have an idea of whether this is just shot and we're all just kind of riding it out or whether we're really going to see something pretty interesting down the stretch here. But, look, I mean, the, the best thing that came out of a series that went pretty terribly for the Guardians on the whole is that you managed to take one game, which sounds pretty sad until you remember that that means the Guardians win the season series. So then, if the Guardians and the Twins end up tied on the last day of the season, the Guardians go to the playoffs and the Twins go home. So, pretty important. You, you're six back, which means you've only got to win six. Because you don't have to win it, you just have to tie it. So, that's big. That one game there might end up mattering. Neither one of them has a terribly difficult schedule down the stretch, so I think the Twins' schedule is easier. Uh, Guardians, you know, obviously really behind the eight ball here, but not not quite dead yet. And you you guys know me. I, I never really hang them up until the math stops working. But uh, at this point, I, I don't think we're it's not quite that bleak yet. But uh, 
We'll see how it goes. You know, the Guardians got four games coming up against Anaheim, Los Angeles, California, Baja, Mexico, whatever the hell they are, um, which is a, a nice little gift to, to maybe help them get back on track here. But, uh, you know, you're, you're in a bad position because now you're, you're really counting on the Twins to lose. And it's I don't think it's ever good to feel like you are pretty much not at all in control of your own fate. Yeah, that, that, that's always a really awful feeling right now i will say this though you know seattle wiped out a seven and a half game lead in what a week early about a week week and a half yeah yeah i mean that's the thing it's like the math still works right like you're the magic number 17 you're a long way away from not being able to overcome a six game deficit as crazy as it sounds or at least this is what i tell myself when when i cry myself to sleep at night yeah, yeah, you, you, you kind of have to. You kind of, Irby. How about you? What, what are you thinking here with AL Central? Well, I yeah, the math still works. The math also still works for Detroit, Chicago right now. Uh, hang on, just a minute, Chicago. Um, I yeah, this is what I it's I hate. It's the one thing I hate about this, um, and this goes beyond you know a. a you know, we've got a we've got a guardian here. You know, it's a it is a, a mutual support that we all do for each other. I, even if that is not in the equation, I'm sitting here going, "Come on, Cleveland," because we've all read this Minnesota book. But they're looking at it. They they literally in that clubhouse like 22 games left in the season, guys. Let's do this. 22 more games. Like they are fighting for the central, and then that's it. So that's why it's like I I don't want to see that. I mean. If Minnesota holds this lead, then it's almost, you know, as we get into this wild card conversation, you're almost wanting to fight for the third wild card spot because then you get to go play the Twins. So, I, I yeah, it, I, come on, Cleveland. You know, I mean, it's great. Like you said, Samantha, it was a huge, huge win today getting the, the tiebreaker. Um, and six is, yeah, I mean, Bo, you said it great there about Seattle. You know, six is not not completely out of the realm and, and – Minnesota will probably find a way to blow, get swept here soon, and make this a little more interesting. Uh, all right. Uh, Samantha, anything else on the AL Central you want to put out there? Yeah, just, you know, I will put this out there and, and full disclosure. I am obviously a Guardians fan if you're new around here. I, if you don't, I don't know that. Where, where on earth did you come from? Uh, I'm still late <laughs> in the season, but, but, Look, I, I think that I can say this and, and feel confident that this piece of it, at least, is not biased, is that um, it's not in baseball's best interest for the Twins to go to the postseason because we all know they're going to lay down and die, and it's a free pass for whoever is the last wild card seed. The Guardians will at least put up a fight, right? Like, I don't know if they can beat anybody in the playoff field, but it's possible. I mean, <laughs> at least they might win a game. There's that. They might win a game. So. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's switch over to that that other AO division that's competitive. Uh, we got to talk about the the AO West here, uh, which has my goodness. I mean, <laughs> we 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 did a show a couple weeks ago, and it, it, it was completely different in the AO West. Seattle was charging, but the Rangers were still on top, and Houston was hanging around. Now Houston's on top as we record this. Houston's on top. Seattle by a game. Texas by two. Um, you know what's it's what's weird about this, Samantha is is I I look at these three teams, 
And I feel like the one and two game lead that Houston has in the West is it feels about the same as the six game lead that the Twins have over Cleveland. Because it is Houston, and Houston's not likely to drop off enough to where Seattle and Texas can keep playing baseball the way they're playing baseball. Seattle, off that hot streak, are now have now cooled way down uh, to, start, to start off September. Texas is still in a funk. It's been in for two and a half, three weeks. And Houston, while not playing great baseball, has, has avoided the extended slump that the other two have not. So this, this, this the West... As close as it is, doesn't feel as close. Yeah, there's something about somebody getting on top who you know is comfortable there um, and can kind of conduct themselves in a manner that is appropriate to first place, which is probably the nicest thing you'll ever hear me say about the Astros, um, <laughs> that feels that makes that feel very different. Because I think you're right. You know, I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but. I think you're right. I mean, the upside of this is probably all three of them are going to the playoffs. I don't really trust Toronto here to, to kind of sneak in there. So they're probably all going to the postseason. But, you know, I think you're right. And I'm, I'm curious. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to make you guys depressed or anything. But, like, you know, it's, it's got to be frustrating to hold the lead for that long only to have this happen. And, you know, I guess my opinion on it is, hey, Texas was playing with house money. This wasn't supposed to be their season. Sure. But it is frustrating when, when you hold the lead that long and, and then somebody kind of snatches it from you because you're right. That two games is really, really different. If the Guardians... Well, think about how differently we'd be talking about that if the Guardians were two back of the Twins. We would be sitting here saying, yeah, they're going to get them. It's a matter of time. Mm -hmm. They're coming. The Guardians will get them, and they will pass them. Right. Whereas with the West, like, do I think that Texas or Seattle could potentially go up and pass Houston? Yeah, absolutely. But do I think they're going to? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's – I mean, Irby, it would take a complete 180 from a very particular part of that Rangers team to get that done. And you're also relying on Seattle, who played offensively very well in August – but not well the rest of the year to suddenly turn that back around and play like they perform offensively like they did in August, even though they're not doing that anymore. So I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts here on the West, Jeremy? I sit back and enjoy. Like, it, it's – Samantha said it great there, and it's the same point I was going to make. You know, this is this was supposed to be the order right here, not this close. You know, it is, it is a – and that is the beauty of a, a marathon of a season that we have of perception. In March, if we are sitting here telling you, talking about, hey, Labor Day, two games will separate the top three, Houston, Seattle, and Texas. If you're Texas fans, you're jumping up and down going, oh, my gosh, yeah, what? More than two games? Holy crap, this is amazing. If you're Seattle, you're looking at going, all right, at least we're in it. At least it's not the, you know, we're, we're in this, so that's, fine, whatever. That's perfectly delivered, and, by the way. <laughs> well, at least we're and in if it. you're Houston, yeah, at least we're in it. And if you're Houston, you're freaking out. Because, like, no, 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 no. We're not supposed to be, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll, we'll already have, we'll be 10 up. We'll be 10 Like, this is not, I was, but because of the last two weeks, yeah, it's a totally different feel. And it's, it is something where, well, you're making the point, like, the Ranger bullpen is not going to get better. No. It's not suddenly going to just figure it out. Like, no. I... I'm I, I've, I'm having fun almost blocking people who are telling me what's wrong with this bullpen. They're performing exactly as they're supposed to perform. These are not you know top tier relief pitchers. Okay, that's right. <laughs> I mean, they are who we thought they were. In this case, it's you know and um, that's a great point about you know Houston. Houston, yeah, this is a team that is comfortable being there because they are in their window. They are in their opportunity. 
and they're supposed to be doing this. Seattle is absolutely in it, and that stretch run was fun to watch, but uh, we've seen this before, and, and there's still a lot to go and everything, and I, I'm by no means am I saying Seattle peaked too soon, but we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. The teams just kind of peak a little too soon, so yeah, it, it really does make it interesting to see what Seattle, but the other fun thing of if you don't have a rooting interest is if Houston continues to hold grasp and, and take care of business of the top grade, Seattle and Texas have seven games against each other. Mm-hmm. So there's still lots to be <laughs> figured out. You're like, like, this isn't even close. Like we can't even be, you, you don't need to see the light at the end of the tunnel of this getting figured out. And that's beautiful that we get to sit back and enjoy that when it's one, obviously when you have a rooting interest, it hurts a little bit more, but no, it, this is, Yes, this is this is good. This is good for baseball. This is fun to watch, and I, all three of these teams go through their slumps. I mean, my gosh, Houston just came off getting swept at home by the Yankees. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy about these three teams is they can all do that. They can have these little spells. This is a Rangers lineup that they got Uvalde back, and I know that he was horrible Tuesday night, but that was also kind of his rehab start. Thank Probably you. should have been the, the minors, <laughs> yes. and it shouldn't have been against Houston, but whatever. Yeah. But, Texas also has the what could have easily been a rookie of the year, Josh Young, coming back soon, too. Like the, This is a Rangers team that can light it up all of a sudden and score a bunch of runs and get right back in it. So, I yeah, this is these three heavyweights, although you would never have that in boxing, but that would be fun to see three heavyweights in the ring together. We still got a few more rounds to go. Yeah, anyone questioning the uh, the need for a rehab start, look at Evaldi's line from last night, or from, excuse me, from Tuesday night. Um, okay, well, you know, real quick, Samantha, you, you mentioned Toronto. The, the, the Rangers actually have a four-game set with Toronto coming up, so we're going to find out, I think, then if it's going to be Toronto or two West teams um, in in those in those wild-card spots. I think we find out then. Yeah, I do, too. I, I think this is going to get clearer in about a week, although, you know, the, the head-to-heads between Texas and Seattle is really interesting. And also, while we're getting sports, pat yourselves on the back because – we were like the only people who thought Texas would be in this at the end of the season. <laughs> and they are. And nobody believed us. So I remember right. a couple of people getting super mad at us for saying we thought the ceiling for Texas was second. And they, they spent the bulk of the season in first. And, and they're probably going to hang on and go to the postseason. And they are most definitely not going to finish fourth, where most people seem to think that they would be. So pat yeah. yourselves on the back. All to the good. going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. I, I like and also don't like. Well, I'm going to reserve judgment. Um, Texas, Seattle, the head-to-heads, right? Sounds great. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Also, Texas, Cleveland, what do we do about that? Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm not giving any games away to you. You're not giving any games away to me. That's going to get interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 Texas gave enough away to Minnesota, so I totally accept that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, you owe us. This is how yeah. I about that. You guys owe us. <laughs> you owe me, too. I'll give you the third one, but you owe me, too. All right. All right. Well, you know what? I'll I tell, tell you what. If they sweep Toronto and get in a firm position for the wild card, then we can talk. But if not, it came on. It's going to be a really hostile show around these parts next week. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. All right, Irby, what, which race are, uh, are you wanting to, to look at uh, this week? I, it's, sorry, I was just saying, can we do a live show of that, Texas and Cleveland? That could be ugly. That, that could get ugly real quick. Very ugly. <laughs> be fun. <laughs> very ugly, uh, very no. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn ball. Shut your mouth. It's not a ball, but yeah. 
Um, oh, with Laz Diaz behind the play. That'd be great. Um, yeah, so uh, I was good. Let's flip over. We've done some good stuff there at the American League. And there's, there's no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just interrupt you for one second. Oh. No, if Laz Diaz is behind the plate, then it ruins the whole thing because then it just turns <laughs> everybody against Laz Diaz. So. <laughs> it's true. I, I would have loved to have been a catcher with Laz Diaz, but there'd be some of those who are like, strike, and be throwing it back, batters looking back, be like, I'm with you, bro, that was a ball. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll take it, yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, great races in the A, a lot of fun to get done in the A. Um, let's flip it over at the National League. I know we've got a lot figured out, um, kind of division-wise, not completely in the sense, but the wild card um, has been, <laughs> for lack of a better word, a lot of fun. Uh, we were, what were we just a few days ago? It was a couple days ago. We had four teams tied for mm-hmm. the third wild card spot, and it's it's Philadelphia. Like like I throw them in real quick. Philadelphia, you know, it, it's gonna they're gonna get the job done. I don't see the Phillies falling out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Philly will be in the playoffs as a wild card. Kyle Schwarber will hit three home runs, two singles, strike out ten times, walk five times. Go ahead and put that one down. And go and make your bets at Vegas. Uh, the Cubs. I boy, three and a half up in that second spot starting to look really, really good. I, and man, that is a Justin Steele right now. I know we talked about him about a month ago. I don't want to face Justin Steele. I don't think anybody wants to face him in, in a short series. So then it comes to our last one, and we've got Cincinnati, we've got Miami, we've got Arizona, we've got San Francisco. We're going to go ahead and cut it there. We've already talked about. We've given the uh, the death <laughs> the death bridge to the Padres, and they've done it to themselves. But. Um, I honestly, I just sit back and enjoy. Like, like we could sit here, we could break down all these teams. You know, the positives we hear. Um, in Arizona for that run, they've called up their uh, super prospect Jordan Lawler. Got called up uh, earlier this evening to start playing with them next week uh, or next week tomorrow. <laughs> Miami looks like maybe losing Sandy um, up on the mound. The Reds, my gosh, this team, boy, they they live in like like the the hot and the cold streaks are incredible with the Reds, and this mm-hmm. is a team that if they find themselves in the postseason. They could absolutely hang and beat anybody in a in a shortened series. Um, and then the Giants, who would have thought, yeah, the Giants. I mean, that's kind of your steady right there. And it, it, Giants are in a Rangers type little downward turn right now. Uh, six game losing streak as we go into play this evening. So, a wonderful race here. I like I said, Philadelphia. I'm feeling really good. I'm I'm starting to feel very confident about the Cubs. There's a lot of baseball left to play. We still got plenty to go on, but I'm, I, I, Justin Steele, I, I know that he's not the only piece there, but, but it's what's going on in Chicago right now. This, this, this Cubs team is suddenly looking like this is a playoff team. So I, I Phillies and Cubs, I'm feeling good about, um, the last four here, like I, I could take and make a pick and I could ask you guys who you think does it. But at this point we are, we are grasping at straws because there's just so many positives that each of these teams still possess, but I, it really can be any of these four remaining. By the way, have you guys looked recently at the run differential for the Cubs that is suddenly in triple digits of the positive? Plus 101. That's crazy. They weren't anywhere near that at the All-Star break. I don't, at least I don't remember them being anywhere near that. You know, But I, look, I agree. I think it's going to be Philly and Chicago for sure. Matter. I, I think the order of the two is still up in the air because the Cubs are only, what, a game and a half behind as, as we're recording this? So I think the order of that is still up in the air, but I think they're, I think they're both solid. I think they're both in. And, you know, I, 
as tricky as they are, Samantha, I, I think I like Cincinnati over Miami and Arizona. Okay, that's interesting because I would Cincinnati is the team I trust the least out of anybody who's still in the discussion. Um, I think to me, like Philly's in for sure, no doubt about it. Um, we're done with that. I'm close to saying that I think the same thing about the Cubs. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm almost there. Um, but after that, I I feel fairly underwhelmed by the rest of the field. And some of this, I think, is just going to be randomness. Like, I really have to go through and look at every single team's schedule um, to try to figure this out. But, you know, of the four of them, Cincinnati is the team that I trust the least. I think they're the least talented. I think they're the most inconsistent out of all of them. Um, I would probably right now put Miami and Arizona um, as having the best odds to succeed there. Um, part of that is just because I think Arizona has been the most consistent throughout the season. And I worry about Miami without Sandy. Um However, uh, they, they've been they've played a more diverse brand of baseball uh, than they typically do. So perhaps they're still in this. And I have a hard time counting the Giants out, although they do have a pretty significant amount of ground to make up. And like we said, you know, two and a half games is nothing with this many games left to play. But you are on a, a six-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. All this, of course, as of Wednesday night. So I, I think that's going to be pretty tough just because there's a number of teams in front of you. But if there's an odd man out, if there's a, a team that I don't trust it, to hang on and, and get there, it's probably the Reds. <laughs> Any thoughts there, Irby? I will, yeah. I mean, briefly jumping in and, and looking through, and I won't go through it very well, but um, Miami has the worst schedule uh, remaining. They've got a lot of tough games uh, coming up. Starting tomorrow begins the first of seven games that the Cubs and the Diamondbacks have against each other. Uh, all taking place over the next 12 days. So buckle up. A lot of fun here. If Cubs, Arizona are going to find out a lot. <laughs> Arizona ends the season hosting Houston, by the way. Don't, Just a nice little reminder as well. Don't you know the schedule makers were like before they setting this up, not expecting the Cubs or the Diamondbacks to be much of anything. Like, let's just throw, let's just throw all of that in in September. You know? I, well, that was my that was my exact thought too when I heard that. Like, well, yeah. we can't really blame the schedule makers for this because who would have ever thought? Like, <laughs> yeah. it all in there. <laughs> no, and at the same time, those two are going head to head. The Giants have seven games against the Rockies, so Giants I know are looking not looking great, but they they do have a real decent chance of getting in there. Yeah, the yeah. craziest one, yeah. mm-hmm. I, Samantha, to yours, Cincinnati has the quote unquote easiest schedule remaining. They have six with the Reds. They have three with the Tigers, three with the Mets, three with the Twins, three with the Pirates, and two in Cleveland. I don't so care. Cincinnati. No, no, no. And that's what's crazy is, is you would look at that on paper and be like, wow, Cincinnati, you should be able to take care of it. But what's, what's Cincinnati going to do? I mean, they're, they're beating up on Seattle. They, they slow with Chicago. I mean, it's, it's, it's such an enigma of a team, um, which has made – it's been fun to watch. And I'm sure they're glad they're not playing Milwaukee anymore right now. Yeah, they have too many mascots, Arby. I, you know, I won't argue with it. I won't argue. I, yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> We've talked about that a lot this season. They have too many mascots. So it's too many mascots. Come there apart, and there doesn't appear to be any immediate reason for it. I think you have to ask yourself: Is this happening because you have too many mascots? That's 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 an interesting. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what else we can do with this. But of course, there's there's, there's nothing there. <laughs> All right, anything else on this, uh, Samantha or Irby, before we get into our NFL part of the show this week? No, 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 Irby. I you don't. 
Last one I'll give is, um, yeah, last week we did pass the uh, threshold. The Colorado Rockies will not be finishing at 500. It is mathematically impossible. Um, so sorry, Colorado. Early at 88 losses. Um, and then the last race that we didn't really jump into, but I'm watching with a lot of interest. Um, I'm really excited about, you know, game behind right now, but I think Oakland can take Kansas City and, and finish above the, the Royals. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I honestly wasn't paying attention to that race, but of course you were. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 get into some football. It is opening week of the NFL season. We had some fun college football this past weekend, but now it's time to look, talk about the pros. So, we we've got six questions that we're going to ask and answer. Um to to uh, to take a first early look at this NFL season, let's start Smith out in the AFC East. Now, let's be real here. Let's be realistic. How many of these teams do you think are realistic playoff contenders? I'm looking at you, Jets. Um. Should I just start by saying not the Jets? <laughs> um, would you like me to start there? Not buying it. I don't think so. <laughs> Adorable. We all hate Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Nat Hackett a little bit less after watching Hard Knocks. Um, it doesn't change my opinion of what's going to happen on a football field, and, and we know the Hard Knocks bump is, is very real, right? Oh, yeah. um, so, you know, again, it's, this is not to say that Aaron Rodgers is a bad quarterback, but he looked pretty washed a year ago. I don't think you can blame that completely on Green Bay, and I don't even know if you can blame it on Aaron Rodgers. It's just that the dude is old, and the Jets have a lot of problems that don't have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so, also, they're the Jets. They just they screw up everything. Like, right. it's like the Browns, man. Like, it's like, I'm just never going to believe it until it's already happened. So, I'm, I'm out on the Jets. I'm fully out on the Jets. I do not expect them to be in the postseason. Um, so I count one that I feel very confident will end up in the postseason. That's the Bills, of course. Right. One way or the other, they're going to get there. I think Miami and New England are both interesting. I think the Patriots are a lot better uh, than people think that they are going to be. And I think that Miami is in a, a really interesting spot where we saw some flashes of what looked like a very good team a year ago, and we also saw some pretty like horrifically bad things going on there. So if they can tilt it, in one direction, then is this maybe an 11-win team? Sure, absolutely. Um, I could also see things going, like, catastrophically badly for them, mm -hmm. and they finish behind New England and possibly also the Jets, even. But, <laughs> you know, it's. I think the ceiling here is three and the floor is one, and none of them are the Jets. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's how I feel about this. <laughs> Irby, how about you? I, so I'm very, very confident in Buffalo, just like you guys uh, were saying. And I'm quite confident in Miami. Um, now, granted, this confidence does wane on the, the simple question of will the offensive line block for Tua? Uh -huh. If the answer is yes, then I'm very confident right. that Miami is going to be a playoff team. Um, and then... Or be Tua put on 10 pounds. Don't you feel better? He put on 10 pounds. They've been making a big deal out of this. Where? 10 pounds bigger. Wow, that's a that's, that's a lot of sandwiches down in Little Havana, man. That's that's doing <laughs> some work. Ten pounds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look out! Okay. No more concussions. Well, ten you know, pounds. Having had one of those one of those Cuban sandwiches down there, I could see it. I could see getting ten pounds that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the other one, I, I wanted to touch on that too. What you were saying about New England, New England. It, it, 
I, I New England. So the, the New England schedules the season they start. They're Philadelphia, Miami. They get those Jets, and then they're in Dallas. One, two, three, four. I think that's going to tell us a lot of what this New England team because this is a team that we've seen multiple times that we all do believe they're going to be in the conversation. They're going to be sticking around, and if they can get one of those, obviously, I think they take care of the Jets in there. Although they've proven many a time, even during their Brady era, that they struggled in New York and playing the Jets. So who knows what happens there? But I, that's going to tell me a lot about this New England team of where they're going to be. And as always, it has a lot to do with down below because I don't think the Patriots are not a division winner, but they are a team that will be in the conversation for the postseason. Yeah, I agree. I'm also, you know, Samantha, I'm a little curious how Bill Belichick's going to use Ezekiel Elliott because I don't think Dallas used him right the last year or two. He's still got some juice in some parts of his game. I'm just curious. What, do you have any thoughts on this, on, on how he might be used there? Uh, I, to me, I, I'm going to predict this is going to be a non-factor. Really? Um, <laughs> I, I'm not super sold on this. Um, however, I do think that if – and, and part of the problem I have here is that I think that Belichick is very, very good at repurposing for people whose old system kind of wasn't working for them anymore. So I, I kind of agree with you there. Uh-huh. Where I started to stumble into a problem is that I don't know that Zeke is going to be, let's say, 100% cooperative about the role that Bill Belichick would want to cast him in. Uh-huh. Um so I don't I don't know about that. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I think Zeke has the talent to do it. I think Belichick has to know how to figure it out. Um, but whether or not the relationship is actually one that can be maintained uh, over a full course of a season, it, I'm a little up in the air about that. Also, Irby, I must correct you on something as a Patriots sympathizer. Um, the, the Jets haven't beat the Patriots since 2015. Which one? Did, oh, it's Miami. They always struggle in Miami. That's what it was. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's what it was. Okay. Sorry. I wasn't actually trying to dunk on you. I was trying to. No, 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 no. It's um, okay. So it's, I, I, it's, it's not you. Uh, oh. I was pretty sure you meant that. So you're telling me you that if we three. For an yeah. Um, so if we three, if Roger somehow beats the Patriots, we're not going to hear the end of it. Oh, crap. <laughs> I, yeah, well, that's true. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but it, it is also, yes, this is your. Um, like tornado siren for that. Like, look out. <laughs> like, probably you should shut down all of your social media if that happens. Yeah, all of us should. <laughs> By all of us, I mean everyone who's listening to this, not just us. Take um, a week. Because just take the week off, yeah. um, <laughs> including those Packer fans that aren't listening here anymore. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Those those people hate us and Aaron Rodgers, so I don't even know yeah. how that one shakes out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, for, for those like listening in, thinking that now that Aaron Rodgers is a Jet, that we're going to be meaner to the Jets than the Packers, you're really not going to like what you hear. Um, it wasn't just about Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Yeah, sorry. It actually <laughs> didn't have a lot to do with Aaron Rodgers at all. That was just a, a helpful headliner. Um, so, yes. sorry. Uh. <laughs> oh, but well, I agree with you guys. Bill's definitely more than likely, I think, the division winner, but I'm not predicting that. I Anything can happen. Uh, but I would be surprised if the Bills don't win this division. But I like the Dolphins, too. I like the Dolphins. I think a lot depends on that defense and can they stay healthy. But um, other than that, Patriots in the conversation. So, yeah, I 
I agree. All right, let, let's let's go to question number two. Here's, now, I want you guys to be creative on this one. I'm expecting a lot of, especially Samantha from me, I'm expecting a lot of creativity here. Uh, how are the Browns going to screw things up this year? <laughs> I just by existing, you guys. They, they exist. This is how it goes. <laughs> I, it's just, like, I... <sighs> I hear the stuff, and I think, why do you think this is going to be different? Why do you think this is going to be different? Like, you've told yourselves the same lie over and over and over and over since, like, 1991, and it's never true. And, like, I, oh, my gosh, I just can't. I just can't. And, like, I, certainly on paper, it looks like, at the very least, a much better team than it's been in a long time. But, like, we've had a lot of Browns teams that, you know, comparatively speaking, looked like a much better team than the ones that we had seen for quite a while previous to them. And those are not necessarily the ones that did well, right? Like, I think that, you know, the most successful one in recent memory was, like, a Baker Mayfield team that everyone hated um, that just beat the crap out of the Steelers at the end of the season and kind of surprised everybody. But it was not a season where anybody was particularly expecting anything out of the Browns. So, I mean, death, taxes, the Browns screwing everything up because they're the Browns. Capota <laughs> ones, I mean, I just... I can't. I can't. They will find a way to finish last in this division. Like, I'm not saying I want that to happen. I'm not saying I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying that's how it's going to go because this is the law of the AFC North. The other three, who the hell knows? But the Browns are going to find a way to finish fourth because it's the Browns and that's what they do. <laughs> Herbie? I think I told someone on another show I thought they would make the playoffs because I was trying not to get yelled at by Cleveland fans. But here now the truth comes out. Um, <laughs> I well, you, you can you can screw this up by taking it to another higher hype level by winning this Sunday and beating the Cincinnati Bengals Week One out of the gate and just elevating that expectation. Here we go, here we go, and then having see, Irby, that doesn't that doesn't work for me because I've got both Bureau and Chase on my fantasy team. It's a good pick, though, because the Bengals are always slow out of the gate, and this is exactly <laughs> the kind of thing that would get everybody really wound up about the Browns. They're going to have to be conservative because of Burrow's injury, the fact that he's not 100%, and the fact that the Bengals, like, you know, this particular Bengals team has been bad at the beginning of the season, so the Browns are probably going to win that game. Everyone is going to lose their mind, and it will just make the crash even more spectacular later, especially <laughs> when the Bengals go on to win the division. Fine, I'll start Brock Purdy, okay? You happy, Irby? I, I think that would be wise. <laughs> Brock Purdy is slaying the Steelers. There you go, bitch. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, anything more on the Browns, guys? Anything else you want to toss out there? You got another jab in you? No? I just, I'm hearing a lot of Steelers hype, and I don't know if this is because, like, look, I'm probably living in, like, a cesspool of Steelers in my own, like, small world where, like, you know, there's a Steelers fan that, like, shares a room with me. Um, so, you know, he is quite convinced that things are going to be better this year. I also listen to a lot of Bill Simmons podcasts, and Bill Simmons is very sold on the Steelers, so it's entirely possible wow. that I am just living in a universe where the Steelers are being hyped up by people who are maybe um, not particularly um, <laughs> objective about this. You know, but I've heard this, too. You know, I, I, I've heard this, too. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought okay, that up. So we okay, can, not we, just me. Okay. I'm, you know what? And I, I would like to address it because that is really putting a lot of clout and upgrades to that defense. Mm -hmm. You're talking yes. about taking a bottom of the of the league defense from a year ago and suddenly having this miraculous turnaround. I'm not buying it. I don't know why people people are buying it, but I'm not. 
and I will, I, I will, I'll gladly say that now. I will eat my crow later if I have to. <laughs> All right, but that's how strongly I feel that you don't turn around a defense in one offseason that quickly. Doesn't happen. But they got, they got Joey Porter. Because Junior, but hey, still it's just... Don't, <laughs> hey, 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 that's a Penn State alum. You watch yourself there. I know, I know, I know. You watch yourself there. But, like, I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know because, like, the logic part of my brain says, yes, Bo, you're absolutely right about that. That doesn't make sense. They can't possibly turn that around that quickly, even if they are well-coached. And, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's being whispered to me at night while I'm sleeping as a subliminal <laughs> message. I cannot prove that that's not happening because the person doing it would never admit to it. So I can't say for sure that it's not happening. So I don't know. I don't know. Do I really believe this? Or am I like that episode of Saved by the Bell with the recordings, you know, where, you know, Zach Morris is a blind time <laughs> uh, Is that what's happening here? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I might be drinking the Kool-Aid, though. I don't know. Oh, oh put the glass down. Put it down. Uh, <laughs> no. I can't. It was I'm, I'm drinking the my ear while I was sleeping. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid the other way, and the, the newly the newly rich Nick Bosa is going to eat himself some Kenny Pickett this week. And then yeah. Is he even playing? Gotta go. Is Bosa bit, playing? I'm sure now. After signing that contract, I bet he shows up. I would hope so. <laughs> it was a massive contract. <laughs> okay. Or am I thinking of the other Bosa, the Charger Bosa? One of, one of them one. is up, one of them is up in the air. This, I don't know. Guys, no, no, it was Nick. No, no, you're right. So Nick Bosa, yeah, he was up oh, in the air. He hasn't been reporting okay. anything, but he uh, a couple hours ago signed himself 122 and a half million guaranteed dollars over five years. And what was it about? Like five one seventy. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco opened up the checkbook. <laughs> oh boy! Was oh, it one seventy okay. or one? Like, I thought it was like one seventy-seven. It's something. Yeah, it was. It's in the one seventies. I know that. Stupid money. <laughs> All right, then we're going to assume that he will be joining us on Sunday. All right. All it, right. Was, it was Otani money. <laughs> yeah, pre UCL. Oh wait, wait, I'm not supposed to say that, am I? Oh well, darn. Okay. Uh, third question. Let's stick to football. Third question. This is the AFC West. Who is going to turn it around between the Raiders and the Sean Payton-led Broncos? Who turns it around this year, Samantha, of the two? And you can't say neither one, but I still need to, I still need to know who's going to finish above the other one. Thank you for not making me talk about the Chargers in that way. Um, who I fully do not believe are going to turn it around. Talk about no one, um, no one who they are. Like, come on. <laughs> we so, know who the charges are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I did, I appreciate the Sean Payton, you know, the tough love of Russell Wilson, you know, like you need to get in shape, stop kissing babies. You played football. You're not a politician. Blah, blah. Like I, Sean Payton, he's great. Um, I don't know that one can undo the mess that Denver created. Like, go back to that Steelers defense um, in a single offseason just because Sean Payton's there. Like, is Sean Payton going to make a difference? Yes, absolutely he is. Um, is it enough to overcome a pretty much of a talent drain there and a quarterback who has been bad, real bad, no matter how good he was once upon a time, real bad? lately. I don't know, but I like their chances better than the Raiders. 
Um, look, I love Jimmy. I think Jimmy's great. I root for him wherever he goes. I'm a bit sad for him that he has ended up on the Raiders because that doesn't feel like a great place to be. But um, I don't trust the Raiders. I, I don't. I don't trust the Raiders at all with anything at any time. So. I, I'm probably rooting for both of these guys. I kind of like to see them both do well. Uh-huh. Um, sure. But if I have to pick one, I'm picking Denver. No. Irby, how about you? I so it's. I mean, it, it's addressing the question that you have, word for word, best chance. Like, like you're saying, turn around and compete and potentially dethrone the Chiefs. Is that what you're? That's what you're looking for. No, just, no, no. Okay, okay. No, no. But <laughs> figure it potentially, out. but would you say potentially get yourself a, a wild card, right? Yes. Okay. Or okay. Or at so, the very least, so, who's going to finish above the other? <laughs> if you can't finish above the other, all right. Who's on top? <laughs> they're going to be tied. They're going to tie each other. There you go. I'll be that guy. No. Oh lord. Uh, it's very yeah. possible. Very, very possible. possible. <laughs> um, for this season, I like the Raiders' chances better. Uh, just because of what they were able to do last season. And then, and then I, I mean, uh, Carr, Garoppolo, whatever you think, just like Samantha, big Jimmy G fan, I'm, I'm hopeful that he can continue his career well. Uh, I like the receiving core, what they got. I, I like that what they've done on the, the defensive front. This is a, this is, they have a few names and then they have plenty of guys out there that you don't know who they are. And we're going to start figuring them out and finding out who they are during the season. So for this season, I like the Raiders to take that step forward. For the long term, Denver, um, and it goes to exactly what you're saying, Smith. Is is the the Sean Payton, um, amongst other things that they did this off season. It's going to take more than a year. So, so for the long term answer, I, I think Denver can get there in a position where they, but it's going to take at least two, maybe three years. And I don't even know if Russell has that. You know, even if he did, like, I don't see this Broncos team doing much of anything until they until they have an actual honest-to-God answer at quarterback. They keep going for the veteran on the other half of their career. That You can't do that and have, have a continuous level of competitiveness. Okay, so then let me ask you this. Then does Sean Payton put his foot down? Not this year, obviously, but let's, let's say in the very near future and say, I want to go in a different direction. And I could see go that. out and draft and develop a quarterback. I can see that because I mean that, that's what Sean, yes. that's what Sean Payton I agree. does. I agree. He develops quarterbacks. And, so. and if and if Sean Payton could get away with it, he would absolutely tank this season unbelievably and get Caleb Williams. Yeah. I agree with that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No. No doubt there. Yeah. No. No. But I, I think I think Smith, you know, to 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 expand on your point. I could see where Denver would have to choose between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. If they choose Russell Wilson, they're a fool. Yes, hundred percent agree. You know, <laughs> so oh, no. you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, Russell Wilson had a had a had a had a good run, but unless he just completely turns it around and found the fountain of youth this offseason, I don't see it. I don't see them. I don't see them competing with him, and no matter who the head coach is. So I guess in a way, Irby, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think I think the Raiders are better this year. Are you saying that Russell Wilson could have a Geno Smith type year? <laughs> you know, uh, as, as, much as, <laughs> as much as I am team chaos, I don't want that chaos. So let's not put that out in the universe. I I really don't want 
I don't even want to think about the ramifications of him having a comeback year like Geno Smith had. It's actually rather terrifying. <laughs> so, all right. Smith, anything else on this before we move on to uh, the NFC? No, I just, that put all kinds of horrible things in my brain. I don't <laughs> need you. it. Take it back. I don't oh, want it. Nothing. Take it back. I don't want it. God, Irby's always got to throw the bombs in there, man. Dude. <laughs> well, I, and what, I'm here. what do you even do with that? Because it's like, so Geno Smith was never Russell Wilson. So what exactly is a Geno Smith like comeback season for Russell Wilson? <laughs> Who would need to do better hey. than Geno Smith did when he had his comeback season in order for it to count as a comeback? Can you see the problem here? I just I don't want to do this. I don't want to do something to do this. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. NFC East had three playoff teams last year. Samantha, did they do that again? Do we get three playoff teams out of the East again this year? Yes. I, I feel pretty good about this one. I think we know who they are. I think they all make it. I think yeah. people are a little down on the Giants. People are a little down on the Cowboys. I don't really agree with either of those assessments. I mean, I think that I, I think that there are some, some people in Cowboys land who, who have some delusions of grandeur that are not accurate, and I'm sorry for you guys because that is all Mike McCarthy, and there's Mike McCarthy ceiling, and the Mike McCarthy ceiling is not very high. Um, uh-huh. so I'm sorry about that. I, I bear you no ill will, but I just don't see it happening until you fire that bozo and get a new coach. So that's out there. But yeah, I think Philly, okay, yes, the defense will probably take a step back. I don't really think it's actually going to impact where they finish. Ultimately, I think Dallas will be fine. I think the Giants will be fine. I, I think that especially in the sort of talent-starved NFC all three of these teams mm-hmm. very comfortably make it into the postseason. Or football team isn't going anywhere. They got rid of Taylor Heineke. They're not even called football team anymore. I've completely lost interest in this team because the, the only two things that were keeping anybody clean is that are, are not blocked. So, uh, but good news. I had three, three playoff teams out of this division. I feel pretty confident in that, actually. Irby, how about you? Uh, yes, thank you for jumping in and mentioning about Washington because I wanted to have fun with that if you didn't. Like, wait, who are the three players? <laughs> yes, I am the same. Uh, when you look at what's out there, um, really because of the where we're at with the NFC North and the NFC South, yes, I'm the same. I, I'm and, and we can even say the NFC West as well of how bad it gets when it gets bad out there. So, yeah, I think we were three teams uh, fighting <laughs> – tooth and nail, you know, all season long. Uh, and we get that right off the bat with Dallas and and, and New York going head-to-head. So, mm-hmm. yeah, these three, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic fight between these three. Uh, if who comes out on top, don't know too early in the conversation to say that, obviously. But because, I mean, what we saw the crazy start by the Giants last year, and will that happen again or something like that? And, you know, it, yes, but easy answer, sure, three teams. And I'm sure Cowboy fans are just, as long as we don't play San Francisco, we of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Um, I, I think what I find the most interesting here is, is the Giants did get better. I think they got better. And I, I think they're going to have a more natural progression as a playoff team this year than what they did last year. Um, Dallas, if that defense stays healthy and doesn't go through the injury bug they had last year, I think they could be a top five defense. 
Um, then it comes down to what Mike McCarthy does with that offense, what what Frankenstein of an offense he's going to put out there. And then the Eagles are the Eagles. Was Jalen Hurts was that was that the real deal? Is that what we're going to get out of him? Uh, you know, you know, you guys know me. I like to see it again. It's, it was a great year last year. Led him all the way to the Super Bowl. I want to see it again because I didn't have a lot of clout in the guy going into that season. I ate a lot of crow last year. I'm not saying anything negative about him. I just want to see it again. And that's why I'll leave it at that. But I, I do think that these three, all three of these teams do make it. And Washington, now that they got rid of Dan Snyder, give them a couple of years, maybe you get some competent decision-makers in there, and they'll be in this fight. The NFC East might be back to what it used to be in the early 90s when we were kids. Let that sink in. We were kids the last time. All four were good. I'm sorry. You're going to have to change the name back. It's, you, you're <laughs> going to have to call them football team. Or yep. I'm not doing it. Well, does it, have Commanders. Be, does it have to be football team, or can it just be a better yes. name than Commanders? No, it has to be football team. I'm okay. sorry. There is no better name than football team, so there's nowhere to go but down. <laughs> so, no. All right. Let's let's move over to the, to the NFC North. Um, now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, although I don't think it really matters whether Aaron Rodgers is there or not, uh, is it the Lions' year this year? Or is it finally their year? Are they going to be able to – to give it to Minnesota and win the division? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, a lot of that is like, there's been a lot of, there was like a lot of weird Lions hype and then a lot of backlash. The Lions are overhyped. Um, and it, the <laughs> truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Um, the, the good news, Lions fans, is that this division is, is not great. So I think that you can be somewhere in between the, sort of peak Dan Campbell vibes and the, hey, the Lions never do anything right and still wind up the winner of this division because there just isn't great competition here. Like, I mean, I think that Green Bay and Minnesota are going to be, let's say, competent teams. I'm not buying the Bears at all. Um, but a, the question for me with the Lions is, like, how far can they really get? I'm not sure yet. You know, I don't know. I just, Jared Goff, who was actually really good, Last year, there was a weird thing, right? That'll make my mom is going to be happy about this. And Jared Goff, and she's probably never heard me admit that like on the air before. Jared Goff was good last year, but like you know, a lot of questions there, a lot of issues on defense that I think need to be addressed. Are they a good team? Yes. Are they going to win this division? Yes. Can they really get anywhere in the postseason? I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know. Herbie, how about you? Is the Lions here? I I'm saying I really hope so. Um, I'm. Tired of, you know, a two, three loss Packers and Vikings going, look at our amazing record and one and done, one and done, one and done. Pointless, useless, no need for it anymore. Um, but both will be there because of the, what they've built. I mean, the, the, the core of those teams is still will be competitive. Um, I just, yeah, I hope that the, that golf, I mean, it, it, unfortunately it will have to be a similar where, you know, kind of what you're saying, but I've got to see it again. And we're going to have to see that again from Jared Goff. He's going to have to have another good season. Uh, to put this together, but I, mm. it's an all around. I yeah, it's the 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 lines have been trending in that right direction, and I am all here for them taking that next big step um, and potentially winning this division. Playoff game, a home playoff game in Detroit. Whew, that could be fun. Something else that hasn't happened since we were kids. It's true. <laughs> Uh, I agree. I think the Lions finally cracked back into the postseason. I don't know if they're going to host one. I don't know if they. I don't. Th- I don't know if they have enough to get past the Vikings. But I do. I do think that. Uh, I do think they could be a playoff team. So 
Um, plus, we're you know we're rooting for him. The, the the lollygagging group. We are a fan of Mr. Campbell and his Lions. So, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, okay, so you're predicting two teams out of this division, right? Not predicting. I think they could. I mean, let me clarify. I'm not predicting they're going to be a playoff team. I think they could be. Are you talking about the Lions or the Vikings? The Lions. So you okay? So you think the Vikings are are in the the front of the pack here? I'm not sold, but I'm leaning that way at the moment, yes. Interesting. Okay. It's very interesting to me. Yeah. I, I'm on ball board, too. So if it happens, now I'm going to make you backtrack, though. If that happens and the Vikings and the Lions are both making the playoffs, which of those three in the East does not make it? Giants. Okay. But they could all make it. No, they could all make it. They they could all make it if only one team comes out of the West. Yeah. Which is very Oh, yeah, that's where it's seven. Dang it. Yeah. Very realistic. You had me thinking back to being a kid, and I was at six playoff teams again. Seven. (laughs) That's right. Sorry. Now, okay, but to answer your question, if only two East teams go, then I think it's Dallas and Philly. But I I do think that the Lions are going to make that push this year for one of those spots. I do think that. Hey, I'm here with Lions over Seahawks. Yeah, my vote. <laughs> my question is, I just don't know that I think the Vikings are better than either of those teams, either the Lions or the Seahawks. That's where I'm at. They may not be. I'm not. I am not sold on the Vikings at all. I just don't know if the Lions are there yet. That's where we're at. So it'll be fun. It's gonna be a fun year watching. You know, the Lions actually relevant. It's gonna be a fun year. All right, one more question before we call it a week. Uh, Irby, let's lead off here with you because this involves those 49ers. Um, let's talk quarterbacks. Of course, they, they, they deal trade Lance to Dallas, which is still the dumbest trade I've seen Cherry Jones make in a long time, but that's neither here nor there. So now it's Disagree. the – it's the Of course you do. You got a fourth-round pick out of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, is this Brock Purdy's team? Or does he have a short leash with Sam Darnold in, in, in waiting in the wings? No, this is Brock Purdy's team. Uh, I think I think uh, Shanahan saw enough last season. Uh, it, it's a different conversation if Trey Lance wins the backup role. Uh, totally different conversation in there. But you bring in Darnold, um, the, potentially if you have, like last year, where you lose three quarterbacks in the season as the season go on, three quarterbacks for the season whatever um like that's what sam darnold does he is there to become the guy that basically like the ultimate game manager the the joe flacco is his ceiling type thing where it's like look we just need you to hand the ball off and don't lose it that's what you do with that's why darnold is there so because of that trade um san francisco i mean yes you you tow that line you you ask for that fourth rounder all you need is one team to say yes to that fourth rounder and it happened I think they were. They may have even been fine with a fifth, but hey, thanks, Dallas. Uh, you get that trade done, and it. I think that's absolutely solidified that this is Brock Purdy's team. We are moving forward, Brock Purdy. He is our guy for the number of X years, and Sam Darnold is that safety net if an injury occurs or if Purdy wasn't ready to go. I, I Darnold has proven that. Even, even we act like Darnold's not all. He's not. He is a veteran, but he's not that old and. He would have been perfectly fine for a week or two while Purdy got healthy. But, yes, I think this is Brock's team, uh, no matter how it starts, You know, even if it is a rough start to the season. Because 
Brock Purdy's undefeated in the regular season. Let's keep that going. <laughs> All right, Samantha, same question to you. Is it Brock Purdy's team? Oh, you better hope so. <laughs> because I'm going to take a real different tack about Sam Darnold than you. Um, I think Brock Purdy is great. Um, as long as he stays healthy, the 49ers will be fine. And for the record, I, I do think trading Lance was the smart move. This is not a suggestion that they should not have traded Lance. But Sam Darnold is objectively awful. He is an awful quarterback. He has never been able to use his physical skills adequately. He has never played smart football. He plays scared. He plays dumb. He's a bad quarterback. I'm sorry. He's bad. He has been bad for his entire career outside of a handful of games. Guy does not have it. There are very few people in the NFL who have it less than Sam Darnold. He's just bad. So Kyle Shanahan, wizard with third-string quarterbacks or not, that's great because you know who's going to end up playing if Purdy gets hurt? The third-string quarterback. So, you know? Yeah. Samantha, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to award you a Mike Gundy. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm for yes. <laughs> yes. Well done. Man. Nicely done. Have you held that in like for the last like handful of years? <laughs> I. It's just that nobody has ever suggested to me that Sam Darnold was anything other than terrible. And I, I became like deeply personally offended by the idea that Sam Darnold might be able to fill in for Brock Purdy. I don't know. Really I got upset. I got all my Gundy. It felt good, though, you guys. It felt good. But, but Sam's grandfather was a Marlboro man. That means nothing, right? <laughs> that doesn't feel helpful. That just <laughs> feels like his lung capacity would be worse than your average professional. It, it, it also shows where the lack of, of, of you know, critical thinking comes in. Because, I mean, who smokes cigarettes? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the other thing. It's not really even a good ad campaign. That's that's what really tells me about it. Which is where we come back to the fact that Sam Darnold doesn't really seem all that smart. Um, I, I yes, I understand he didn't write the ad campaign. He was just in it, but you know. <laughs> right. No, Sam Darnold. No, 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 no. Just no. Uh, Urban, anything else on these 49ers quarterbacks before we uh, before we call it a week? I, well, no, it's, I mean, that's a really good point about Darnold, and, and I won't disagree at all. It's, it does, it, it intrigues me very much about how that whole thing played out and what, not what we saw on the field, but what we what didn't see and what would have happened in the quarterback rooms and, and all those things that you looked at what you had with Darnold and went, yes, this is okay enough that we can move on from Trey. Like, I... One of the could it be you know again I wish Trey well I hope he does well and, and maybe find some traction in Dallas but yeah one of the biggest drafting mistakes ever uh, yeah absolutely it's that's where you're at this point giving up everything you did so I what was it about Trey what was it about Sam that's gonna you know why this decision was made uh, going forward and and do you trust Brock that much and Samantha I. <laughs> There, there's the, the the analyst fan in me going, yeah, you better be right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and I'm option three on that because I'm not disagreeing with the trade of Lance. I think that was smart. You get somebody to right, right, right. You do that. Like I, I agree with that. I, my question is, there are a whole lot of like mediocre, somewhat trash, garbage quarterbacks court. out there. Yes. Like, I mean, why didn't you go after um, Taylor Heineke, for example? Like that, that was the answer to me. 
You know, yes. like that's the guy you want in there. No. You know. Hey, Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen's going to be the guy. The third. <laughs> I would believe that before I would believe Sam Darnold. So I feel okay about that. I just, I, I just have to think, like, like in my head, I, I just, I, I had this visualization of when this trade went down, that the 49ers front office was quick, accept it before, before Steven sees what Jerry's doing. A fourth round oh, pick. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how that went. A fourth actually. round pick. <laughs> No, <laughs> so, you know the thing is, is it probably they did like like Lynch probably got it done, didn't even get a chance to communicate with everyone else. It's like, okay, wait, guys, hold on. So come here. Oh, you got it possible? No, I actually already made the trade. You said we were talking about. I know, I know what I said. I know what I said. <laughs> Dallas gave us a fourth. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> a fourth. Oh. Yeah. Actually, the thing I wish that would happen, and in and Shanahan and Lynch both would have been those. I wish like right after this. Debo Samuel is out there throwing like 40, 50 yard bombs just to freak people out. I swear, the, the highest I would have gone was a conditional sixth. Like, that's just absurd. That you I, it's what I figured. I, I, I was hopeful for a five. I really thought this is just going to be a six rounder. <laughs> and, and maybe we trade away a seventh and we get two sixes type of thing, like something like that. And I didn't. I, when it came across as a four, I we were, we were at dinner with some friends and I just sat there and started. Chugging my margarita, going wow. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Should we mention that the real loser in this tra- trade, though, is not the Cowboys? It's Trey Lance. It's Trey Lance. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to be hilarious that the first time Dak throws an interception, yeah, how many yeah. Cowboy fans mm-hmm. are going to go? Do we yeah. do we make the trade? No, no, you don't bring him in. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. You know, I think between the way the Rangers are playing and with Cowboy season coming up, I'm just gonna stay off of Twitter. I'm just gonna, you know, preserve my mental health and stay off of Twitter for a while. I go over to Threads. They don't talk sports over at Threads very much yet. <laughs> Be fine. All right, Smith. Anything else on these 49ers quarterbacks before we call it a week? No, no, I think I've said my piece here. <laughs> Just going <laughs> to let that one lie. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We're out of here. But before we go, wherever you are listening to your podcast these days, give us go ahead, give us that, give us that like, subscribe to the show, leave us a review, reach us on Twitter. We're also on YouTube. Uh, we're pretty much everywhere, so you have no excuse not to listen. I'm just going to point that out. But uh, help us out without algorithm. Get us some more lollygaggers in here to talk sports. Maybe even some of those lollygaggers that, well, support teams we don't like. We'll still welcome them then. Until next week. You know what? Watch some college football. It's good for you. Who you going to call? Ghostbusters!